0: Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the Picture Your Dream Here podcast. My name is Jacob Hemingway and I'm so excited to be your host. I've written an album and released it this year, Picture Your Dream Here. It's an instrumental guitar album available on all streaming platforms and it's meant to inspire people to take some time, listen to the music, and picture your dreams. Big dreams, small dreams, everything in between have also come out with some journals, Picture Your Dream Here journals, and uh, they're meant to be a place where you can actually write everything down. Uh, I think we all have dreams, but we don't always take the time to sit down and write it down, so I wanted to create something so that people have an opportunity to slow down and, and uh, really think about um, all the dreams that they have in life and get them all written down. So head on over to jacobhemmanway.com to check out journals, I've got t-shirts, and then you can stream picture your dream here anywhere online. Thanks so much for tuning in. All right, this week we have a really old friend of mine, and he's not old. We just known each other a long time. Gavin Buckland. Gavin um, is a very, very creative guy and he has um, done a lot of really inspirational things um, knowing that he wanted to be creative and go into a creative um, field, getting a degree right out of high school um, just a very driven person married, uh, he'll talk about more, married his high school sweetheart uh, an old friend of mine too and uh, I just uh, love what he shares about his journey, uh, where it's brought him, what dreaming has meant to him, and um, how that's impacted, where he's worked for how long, and what he's doing now. So, um, tune in and uh, enjoy this conversation with Gavin. Well, hey, Gavin Buckland, I got you here on the podcast. How you doing? So great. <laughs> okay well that's been a wrap thank you so much for being on
1: yep that's all i that's all i've got for today (laughs) oh man what a rough start the roughest
0: i like the pauses too in between you and me i think you know most people would have (laughs) stopped tuning in by now
1: yeah they say dead air is 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 bad i think (laughs) i agree (laughs) So, we just have to constantly... (laughs) So, we just have the diehard fans listening
0: now. So, if you're still listening, we're so proud of you. We have something special in store for you.
1: This is like the secret track that's at the end of an album, you know? You would just have to wait for 12 minutes of silence and then... A new song would kick in and you'd be like oh my gosh this wasn't listed on the like track list i'm so like in a special club
0: well and then you uh go to show your friends and you're like no i swear it's at the end here and you're like scrolling through nine minutes of dead silence like no no yeah. no keep listening no I, i've almost found it and then they they're gone
1: yeah it's a funny story i used to um i had this like karaoke machine in my bedroom when i was like 12 i think and I would put a Reliant K disc in and I would fall asleep to it, which I don't know what that (laughs) says about my like sleep patterns, but I was falling asleep to like punk rock, right? Like super soothing. And it would get to like track 12, which I think was the last one. And then they (laughs) had that where they had like nine minutes of silence and then a secret song. And I remember having like fallen asleep and then the secret song comes out of nowhere with this like <laughs> this i think this this guy yells the word pepperoni like super super loud <laughs> and i remember just shooting up out of bed to the word pepperoni <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh you know <laughs> and so I'd run over and like shut it off and my my heart would be racing and everything i'd be like perfect time to go back to sleep oh now oh my gosh wow and there's a strange man in my room yelling words <laughs>
0: Ew, pepperoni <laughs> <laughs> That might have been me when we had a, a when i was spending the night one night
1: yeah, it probably was. I've just mixed those those memories together.
0: Well, one thing that's crazy, I remember um staying over a few times and then um if we had like church in the morning or something, you'd be like, "Oh, what time do we need to get up?" and I would say like I don't know, 8 or something and you'd go, "Okay." And <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't set an alarm. I'm like, "Are you going to set an alarm?" I'm like, "No, I just know my body knows when to wake up." And sure enough, you could just do it. I can you still do that?
1: i cannot and i no joke tell my wife those stories and she doesn't believe me because now i have the hardest time getting out of bed i think i used up all of that like wake up juice or whatever you want to call it like it is it has been completely spent and um yeah maybe maybe i just need more people yelling pepperoni in the middle of the night and that's like the the missing sauce
0: <laughs> oh man one thing i have to say is i think we had a really good start professional start at the beginning of this podcast but i think we've broken into uh out of character and back into our normal selves at this point so yeah that's good or bad we're gonna <laughs> i was just gonna say they're gonna get a an uncut uh ready to go podcast i think i love it well, hey, um, Picture Dream Here podcast. Uh, the the point is to just share conversations with um, people uh, that, um, that I know that have dreamed big. Sometimes dreams have changed. Um, and I just wanted to create some space, just really some open space for you to share a bit about um, what you think got you to where you are now. Do you think you're anywhere close to where you thought you would be um you know just kind of uh, feel free to just share about some of those things i I'd love to eventually get to some more specific details of what you're specifically working on but um I just you know knowing your story um you've you've uh and you've pursued some specific things and some things
1: have kind of come to you too so floor is yours love it so a uh, quick background on me my name is Gavin and Jacob and I uh, grew up together and we were uh, local um, hooligans doing wild things. And since growing up in Iowa uh, together, I have moved out to the Chicagoland area and uh, married my high school sweetheart, which you know um, very well, and uh, came out here for college just on a hope and a dream of being able to be involved in the film industry in some shape or form and uh, attended a college out here, uh, got a degree in film, but always kind of had this dream of being able to start a uh, like a creative agency, So, um, which are very common now. But I think at the time, bringing together people that were Filmmakers and designers and, um, you know, web developers and strategists and copywriters, photographers, people of all different creative professions, bringing them all under kind of one roof to help um, brands and clients create like the full marketing package um, was somewhat of a new idea, at least to me as I was coming into the world. And as, you know, Adobe programs were getting more um Accessible and cameras were getting cheaper and more high quality and stuff. Just doing anything with video, it's really taking off. Social media, it's really kind of coming into its prime. And um, so I had this dream of creating uh, a creative agency and I got um, recommended someone who was doing something similar, but was just probably five, 10 years down the line um, from where I was. And so I met with them and really like they were not at all someone that i wanted to like work with they i really saw them as my uh like competition and was mm. like okay so you're like someone who's doing something that i want to do and so i need to learn everything i can from you and then go do it myself um and so at the end of this conversation uh with this guy he ended up offering me a job going do you actually want to come join our team we're growing we're looking for people and i was like no like <laughs> I already have a job. Thank you. Like I'm gonna go do my own thing, and then like thought around, thought about it, and really was like, you know, I could learn a lot, you know, from this. and ended up joining their team, seeing the uh, inner workings of what was my dream, but laid out right there in front of me. And so that was, I think, a really big blessing and a unique position to be in. And that I got to see something that was very similar to what I was dreaming about very up close because I think a lot of times when we're dreaming, me especially, can kind of have this like the grass is greener. Like once I achieve that dream, once I do that, it's like life's gonna be so nice and it's gonna be so easy Um, and I'll finally be doing the thing that I wanna do but you don't know what it's gonna take to get there. You don't know the hard things that are gonna be required of doing that day in and day out and that's really I got to see. For the next six years, I worked as a part of this team and helped um, grow the company and um, we I learned a ton about filmmaking. I learned a ton about uh, directing um, commercials and, and films for uh, big brands um, and also nonprofits and churches and and everything kind of across the line. Anyone that was really working to do good in the world um, was who we were helping create their marketing content, get their message out there um, and and help grow the impact that they were making. Um, a lot of it was faith-based, which was super cool, super in line with, um, my upbringing, my context of who I am and everything. So, um, uh, but that wasn't, it wasn't specifically just faith-based content. Um, and so then after around year six, I was starting to kind of, uh, I had kind of seen, you know, what it would take to do this dream. And to be honest, was kind of like, I don't know if I have what it takes to do this and left that, um, that company, that team, feeling pretty burned out, pretty um, creatively lost, uh, creatively uh, doubtful of myself. Of yeah, do I have what it takes to actually do this um, on my own? And the answer was no. The answer was uh, that I told myself was no. I don't have what it takes to do this, and so I left that that company. Um, really with no dream of the future with no direction no place that I that I saw like going and I'm definitely like I think there's can be a spectrum of you know there's people that really love to dream and they're very uh, conceptually uh, minded and they can think big picture and there's people that are more technical minded and can get things done really well and I'm like as almost as far as you can get on the like conceptual like big dream so I'm like definitely a flawed dreamer in the sense of can come up with ideas, but I don't know what it's going to take to get there. And so leaving, you know, this, this company after this, those six years, not having a dream was, I think a big sign of kind of where my mental and emotional health were in terms of Gavin's not in line with like who he's, um, designed to be. And I was, uh, somewhat floundering. I took a job that was just going to help pay the bills. And, um, in the meantime was looking at going back to school, I uh, was thinking about, Getting into the medical field, becoming like chiropractor. I was in talks with um, the admission reps of a school in Kentucky about going there, um, joining their like sports uh, science, you know, program and everything. And it's just crazy to look back on that time and think like, wow, I was like totally jumping ship and was like running from. I think this dream that I had once had. And, uh, that's okay. You know, that's, that's fine to do. But I think it just like looking back on that now I go, I was lost. And, um, funny enough, the, the job that I had taken that just was going to kind of help pay the bills was, um, offering a kind of career coaching and therapy mix type of a program. Um, there was a six month program. It brought in, Uh, Elements of you looking back at your life, at your childhood, but it also brought in like you, uh, giving you the space to be able to dream and figure out like, what do you want? um, How do you want to live the life that you've wanted to? And let us help you figure that out. And so it was with a personal therapist, met um, once a week and for six months and and really got to get clear um, on what, your dream is and what my dream was and uh i got to fall back in love with my with my passion for filmmaking and get really clear on what it is about filmmaking that i'm passionate about and ultimately like many filmmakers it is to tell stories and to tell a compelling story um and with and then as far as the uh how it then mixes in career is I got to look at holistically like the full filmmaking process. And there's three processes or three um, parts to the filmmaking process. And that's pre-production. That's where your story is like written and really um, kind of like, you know, kind of ideated. The second part is the production where you actually film um, and bring your crew together. And then you have post-production, which is the, the editing, the motion design, the visual effects, the sound, the color. You bring all the elements together to like tell a good story. and I have always loved um, that kind of piece of bring, being able to bring things together. You know, something that kind of reminds me of is like um, when you and I, Jacob, would make uh, different movies as we were kids messing around um, in the, the fields of Iowa and we yeah. would remake books as movies in our classroom, you know, for school and stuff. Um, I really loved that element of bringing... Uh, bringing the different pieces together the the music the film and, and all that stuff and so um for on one hand post-production was a love for me like i i often wanted to like if i was gonna make a film i really wanted good stuff to work with and since there was no one else around me that was uh giving me that good stuff I would go out and shoot it And I think that's how I kind of like fell into the, you know, knowing pre-production and production is just like having to do it all. But as you're, as I'm getting older, and especially as you think about your career, you really got to continue to figure out what you're going to be an expert in. And that's what the question was kind of asked of me in this, uh, tell this program that I was part of. And so I really did get to um, rediscover my love for post-production and the bringing all the pieces together in a film and getting to work with other creatives, other writers and directors and, and people that are going out and doing the filming and um, then are gonna bring that awesome content back to me and our team and we're gonna get to like make all that, um, put it together. They say the final uh, director of a film is the editor. Because mm. they get to decide like how the story really is um, is put together it's one thing to write it it's one thing to shoot it but the kind of the last hands-on are going to be the editor and you're working closely with the director for sure but uh, a director hires a good editor because they want them to be able to direct the story in a way that um, they understand and uh, so that's that's been super exciting so then I um Uh, reconnect with a friend of mine, who I worked at the agency with for six years. He was my uh, roommate in college. He was in my wedding, and um, he was doing his own thing with film stuff. And um, we were like, you know, we really miss working together. We miss the collaboration. We miss getting to um, use our strengths with each other because they complement each other well. Like his, um, he's very technical, minded and can bring a lot of execution to my ideas. And so we were like, we, let's let's do this. So in January of, of this year of 2023, we officially started working together and decided to go into business together. And then it was around like April or May. We were like, we should probably tell people like about this and, <laughs> and get it out, you know, get it out there publicly. And so we had our official launch in June of this year um, as Vogue Studios, which is a play off of the word evoke um we really want the content we make to evoke emotion and the stories that we tell to to compel um the audience because that's ultimately what drives action and uh and stays with you is a story that that compels you and so we were going to be just called evoke and we actually have some good friends that are in the industry um similarly that are called evolve and so uh dustin my business partner goes you know, that seems a little close. And I'm like, well, then you come up with a name. Like, I'm so like done with this name generation thing. Like, this is not my strength. And he's like, what if we just drop the E, just make it Vogue. It's more abstract. It's still kind of like uh, has that meaning that we're going for and everything. So that's kind of some some, uh, context behind the name. And then ultimately catches you up to where I am today. Uh, we're running Voke Studios, and we're making or um, a full like post production house. So we do edit- editing, we do motion design, visual effects, um, sound, and color. So we bring all those elements together. We're kind of a a one stop shop for agencies and production companies that have their content um, and need it to be made by a team that they can trust, all under one roof. So we're doing commercials, we're doing short films, we're doing documentaries, uh, narrative stuff. Um, I think the goal in the dream, so what I'm dreaming about now is for us to be able to like work on a, you know, Marvel movie level type of film and get to take a scene and do the visual effects for that, um, bring in like our creativity and our best ideas to the, uh, some of the, the biggest movies that are playing in some of the, in front of the biggest audiences. Um, so that's, that's not going to happen overnight, but uh, something we're, we're definitely excited about um, doing as, as a team.
0: That's really exciting. There's there's a few things in there I'd love to um unpack. Uh one of them um having to do with you're working with this company that when you first your first take you, um the um the man who felt like your competition ended up being your boss, right? And you yes. were, you were watching him and being like, "Oh, if I want for my dreams to come true. I just have to be a chameleon. And what this guy does. i That's what I'll be doing. Right. So. Yeah. I, did Was he more of um, an ideas guy? I'm like not like oh, I have an idea for editing. Like I have an idea for um, like a film. Or I have an idea for you know. Did he have a lot more of that, that front end um, kind of like inspiration? Is that where you felt like you were getting kind of dried up? Like oh, I don't. Like for my example, it'd be like there's the post production, there's the editing, there's the layering of instruments in a song, but then there's the coming up with the composition of it from the start. Is that where you were feeling burnt out?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, honestly. Um, I learned so much, you know, from my boss from being at this agency for six years. Really got Dustin and I both got to cut our teeth um, on. Th- all of the the work the, over the years, and getting to be a part of the very initial, like you know, pre production process of script writing and directing, coming up with the concept and pitching that to the client, all the way through the end delivery. And I think there is a certain level of uh, burnout that can come with that for sure. If um, you're not finding ways to uh, recharge, um, I think ultimately too, uh, I think I'm wired to be my own boss to be um making decisions at a higher level and so i think not getting to do that also kind of like i think i saw that i had kind of uh reached somewhat of a uh a ceiling of like i had learned a lot and i think it was kind of time for me to jump out of the nest um and the thing about when you, uh, jump out of a nest and don't know how to fly, you hit the ground first. And I think that's what like I was kind of experiencing outside of, um, of that company is going, I've jumped, but I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, but I need to have jumped, you know, there's never going to be a perfect time. There's never gonna be a perfect scenario for me to leave and go figure it out. And I'm grateful for those six years. I'm also really grateful for that year that I was, uh, doing that six-month program, you know, trying to figure out what, what was needed in order to do this sustainably and uh, do this in the way that makes the most sense to me as opposed to, like you're saying, just um, grafting into someone else's uh, dream, someone else's process, and I think there's a certain level of I'm super grateful for getting to learn by being a part of his dream and that agency's mission, but ultimately the time had come that it was time for me to figure that out for myself. And I don't think I would have if I had stayed there. That's not going to be the journey for everyone, but that's something that I think as I reflect on it, that I definitely needed to jump, hit somewhat of the rock bottom and then be able to, that's where you figure out what is going to be the way that I want to do it.
0: Yeah. I think totally. I, not to get into it being too personal, but do you feel like there were, you were able to kind of process some of that as you were like um, in this transitional thing or was it just kind of something burning in your soul? I just kind of have to take a jump. I was like, look, I'm going to take this jump. You know, was it, was it something that you kind of shared the experience? Because I, I feel like a lot of times when we have dreams and we um, are like, I just got to pull the trigger on it, sometimes it's easy just to kind of like not look left or right or back and just move forward. So what was, what was kind of the experience for that for you? Cause we're both such relational people um, that it can be really hard to like, want to we want to do that. Well, and sometimes you're like, I feel like this is going to get like kind of messy, but I got to do it anyways.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely hard um, conversations and um, heart feelings and moments of, am I making the right call? Am I not? I had a lot of people in my corner that were cheering me on for years that were like, Hey, Gavin, we remember you telling us about this dream that you had when you were leaving college, like what's going on with that? You know? And, um, just cheering me on and encouraging that like, Hey, I I do have what it takes when I'm telling myself that I don't, you know? And I think that's like what helps, uh, push through those hard times and, I I think that's ultimately what is required of pursuing any dream is going to have being surrounded by people that are going to hold you accountable, but be really like curious with you and be like, not afraid to, to dive into it. The fact that they asked me, Hey, what's going on with that? You know, they weren't trying to like hold my feet to the fire or anything. They just were genuinely curious. And so getting asked those questions, getting pulled out of yourself and for people to be able to reflect back on you and be like, you do have what it takes. Like, and here's why you know this reason this reason this reason you're like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about that or you know and so as I'm as I was transitioning and doubting myself a ton it was it was really awesome to have those voices of encouragement and support uh, through it all and I think that I would not be here today for sure without them
0: that's so cool I feel like a lot of times dreamers um they're just like the it's just going to take having to burn the ships and like no one's is going to understand this but I'm going to do it anyways and um it's just such a value we see in in um having a healthy supportive community cuz like a lot of those people they're still like that same support even though like you know your work doesn't define you where you work who you are right so you're you're able to still kind of have those cheerleaders um instead of like i just gotta drop everything and start over new friends and all that kind of stuff you're you're able to kind of do this in um your safety net was actually through um the the people that were around you in that season they're still in this season is that right
1: totally absolutely and i think if your friends aren't encouraging you to pursue your dream i would get pretty curious about that you know and and look around as to why that is um there might be very good reasons for it um and there might be very bad reasons for it
0: that's really cool there were a couple other things i wanted to um unpack um uh but hit me well i can't because i can't remember what those things were so was there anything else on your mind you wanted to share while i'm trying to um
1: drum up some brain cells here Yeah, sure. I I feel like I am definitely... So, two things. I feel like I am definitely what you would call a flawed dreamer in the sense of I dream probably actually way too much and come up with ideas very easily left and right. And I kind of have a new thing that I want to like deep dive into. Like every week, you can ask my wife. I'm like talking her ear off about like, oh, like what if we actually like moved to Europe for a month and did this and that and stuff? Or what if we became real estate moguls and invested all this all of right. our money into this thing and here's here's why and what if I actually, you know, started a new company and stuff and she's like, didn't you just start one like a month ago? Like what, like how's that one going, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I think that's that's great. But I was listening to a podcast actually about um, the guy who he started uh, like hotels.com and kayak and stuff. It was super random. He just, he's like a multi-billionaire and he was just saying, yeah, I've started all these different companies that were dreams of mine, but I never did them at the same time. And that was really challenging for me. And I think ultimately as I look to become more of a healthy dreamer is uh, consistency and going all in on a thing and growing it to the best of its ability and getting to that like final dream, you know, state and bringing in people that are going to make my dream bigger than what it ever was as well. Um, but we're like really focus and provide like a lot of consistency in that and doing the things day in and day out that um, are going to be required to, in order to get the dream to the place that you want it to be and to get yourself into the, the life that you've always wanted to live. And, Uh, So yeah, that's that's like the one, I think, challenge that I would give to other fellow dreamers out there is take a long look at the dream in front of you and ask yourself, what are the actions that I can do over and over again that are going to get me to that place? And really try hard to focus on bringing that consistency day in and day out, even when you don't feel like it. Because I think that's the thing that I'm challenging myself with. And so... Um, it's not easy and that it will definitely probably be the thing that I continue to work on for the rest of my life. But I think that is ultimately the, the thing about dreaming. I think we were as humans made to pursue things, not necessarily just reach those destinations. Like I feel like it is um, about the pursuit.
0: Yeah. I think that from the inception of an idea Or conception of an idea. Um, Writing it down. That's just as much part of the journey as. Starting to share that. Probably the scariest part is sharing that. With the people around you. Um, Because it's like. Are they going to shoot it down? Am I just crazy for this? Um, Someone. One person says one bad thing. you're like okay. I guess I'll do something else. Um, But you know. Going through all of that. Is such a huge part of the journey. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes it's resistance. Like okay, people are saying this, but I'm going to do it anyways. And sometimes it's like, well, I'm glad I shared that because, you know, people around me saved me probably a good five, seven years. Um, yeah. And then you're working towards something and then and then moving towards it. And I love the idea of the consistency um and I can definitely relate with that. Like I think, growing up, trying new things, learning new skills, playing new instruments—it was fun until I had to start to get into the routine of of practicing things. Like, well, let me start a new instrument and get that you know first honeymoon. Like, oh, this is so cool, and 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 moving on. And of course, you know, you can't really change something that's a part of who you are. I think for a long time, personally, because the podcast is about me now. Um a long time personally. Um I had I had heard some things when I was younger, like you like to start things, but you just like have a hard time sticking with it. And I always thought of that as just like that's such a bad thing. Like I should just pick one thing and go with it. But recognizing like, no, that's who I am, yes, there's drawbacks. Um and there are things I need to work through and stick through, stay stay with it longer than I probably want to. It's probably uncomfortable. But then also not like, well, I want to start this new thing as an escape. You know, that's what they're saying. It's like, it's not an escape. It's just, that's just how I'm wired. So I think people hearing that too, like just because like, yes, we do need to do the consistency thing, but that's because we want the things that we do to last longer than us, right?
1: Absolutely. And I think there are so many different types of people dreamers are one, you know, one type of person. And, um, I think everyone can dream, but I think each person when it comes to dreaming has their own challenge. And so if you look at the spectrum, I I can't remember all of them, but there's, um, a, uh, curriculum that I listened to that was outlining four different kind of types of people, four or five, Um, on the far end was more of your technically minded person. And the other was your conceptually minded person, like I talked about earlier. And I think with the dreamer, I think their challenge is to how to be consistent. And then I think with the which is not at all the problem for the person on the opposite of the spectrum spectrum, they're all about execution and can turn, you know, can make things happen, you know, without even trying. And that's really hard for the the conceptually minded person like myself. Then you have the person on that opposite side of the spectrum that is more technically minded. I think their challenge is to dream more, is to be curious more, is to let go of everything needing to be perfectly executed and go, what's actually possible for my life? Um, and understanding that you're wired a certain way and being honest about that, be honest with yourself and with the people around you, and then being okay with that. And then going, but how can I challenge myself to grow? And I think it's kind of meeting each other in the middle, going that opposite end of the spectrum. Like, where are the thi- what's the direction that I'm actually afraid of going? And I think for me personally, it is actually staying um, involved in something. Because launching is one piece. That's something I'm super, I think, excited about. And it comes easily for me when it doesn't for everyone. But I think building, growing, and sustaining something is very different. And the fact that like, if I can be honest with that I can now see where I like my blind spot is that once was a blind spot but that isn't anymore and I can invite people into that to help me do that you know like as it comes to a business like I'm now looking to hire someone that is good at growing sustaining and building you know as opposed to launching we don't need someone who's good at launching things that's me and so um, that's even something that Dustin brings into Voke a lot is how do we actually like execute on things really well um, and then just kind of being able to grow that I think it's very similar in marriage too um my wife is a type a amazing person who br- helps bring our dreams to life if either of us were separate she would have a hard time dreaming and i would have a hard time getting things done you know and but it, we're, we're so much better together um in our marriage because of that and it's only because i know that i'm not good at those other things and that's okay you know, and also not using as an excuse, but also right. not being like taking on too much shame um, as well.
0: Okay, uh, just last uh, question, Do you have any uh, parting words?
1: I think the thing that motivates me the most is just realizing that my life is ending one minute at a time. And I want to look back in 40 years and be able to say that I've lived the life that I wanted to, as opposed to not having agency in your life. I think a lot of people feel like they don't have agency and the ability to control their life and that they're victim of things. And that probably comes with um, understandable reasons for them feeling that way. And I would just like want to challenge and say like, what is, as you look back in your life, 40 years in the future, what do you want it to have looked like? Who are the people you have wanted to connect with? What are the people um, that have spoken into your life? What are, what things have you accomplished? What things haven't you? Um, are you happy, you know, as you look back on your life? Um, and I think that's the thing that ultimately guides my dreaming process. And I'm just working one day at a time to achieve that. and. Like I said, it's ultimately about the pursuit because I think by the end of my life, I will look back and go, I'm glad I pursued the life that I wanted to live even if I didn't reach it because I know along the way that I will have been doing the things that brought me lots of joy. And that's what I think it's ultimately about. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Gavin Buckland, can we uh, connect with you anywhere? Do you have a website?
1: Yes, you can uh, check out our work at vokestudios.com and if you're a production company or an agency or someone that's in filmmaking and hate the post-production process, we are your people. You can also follow me on Instagram at gavin underscore buckland and see all of the shenanigans that I am up to there.
0: Perfect. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to this podcast. Feel free to connect with me on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Jacob Music. Also, you can check out jacobhemonway.com. It'll take you to my merchandise site. I'd love for you to go check that out and get a journal. Maybe get two. You can buy one for 18 You can actually buy two for 30 Why don't you go ahead and get another journal and get one for a friend or a loved one so you can dream together. Have a great day.